News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app, I am Mark Hespin. This is On the Mark, and of course, On the Mark is brought to you by the amazing people over at Cunis Country Honda Hyundai and their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty. I still pinch myself every day. It's been like three months, and I still pinch myself every day that I'm a part of the Cunis family. I go outside, I, I, you know, I pull the key out to my truck, and I look at that thing. I go, seriously? They got me into that truck? Me? Uh, if they can do it for me, they can do it for you. Join the Cunis family. It's the best decision I made uh, in 2020 by far. Maybe the best decision I made ever. Like, ever, ever. Uh, it's amazing. Just uh, check them out. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Uh, Faith family giving back. They live and breathe that. Do what I did. Shop online. CunisQuincy.com. All right. Uh, what a week it was. An up and down week in the world of sports. You got baseball playoffs, ALCS, NLCS. High drama of the first quarter in the, in the MLB playoffs. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Nick Saban, obviously the big news in college football. Now we're getting some new news this morning as far as uh, a couple negative tests in a row for Nick Saban. So what does that mean for their uh, massive game against Georgia? Really the only college football game uh, that's that interesting this week. And, you know, There could be some upsets with some of the, uh, the, the teams ranked in the teens or some of the SEC teams. It'll be fun games to watch, but as far as the game of the week, uh, by far, it's Alabama-Georgia 2 versus 3, and we'll talk about that coming on up. Also, we'll get into a full Week 6 NFL preview. Can you imagine we're already at Week 6? Uh, th- strong thoughts on a lot of games. There's some th- games that look like clunkers, but they're, it could be very meaningful to a lot of teams. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, and, of course, uh, we will give you, we'll end the show with what we're watching for, including a massive, massive NASCAR race as they get into now that race for the top four uh, the final four races of the year. So they're at Kansas uh, today. We'll t- uh, tomorrow, we'll talk about all that. All right, if you know the drill, this is episode 58. So we always get the show started with the two biggest headlines in the world of sports. We call them Hespin's Headlines. Let's go. Hespin's Headlines on the mark. Hespin Headline number one, the rich get richer. Oh, yeah. What it must feel like to be a fan of a really good NFL team. <laughs> Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs fans, you're starting to get that feeling of what it was like to be a Patriots fan for the last 20 years. And, and honestly, still currently a Patriots fan. Just the rich getting richer in the NFL. It's such a unique thing. You don't really see this in the NBA. You don't. You don't see it in the NBA. You don't really even see it in baseball. An organization that takes players in and is like a rehab facility. Oh, we're going to, we'll take you in. No, 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 don't worry. Don't worry about your past. We're just okay. We want to look towards the future. We want to get you back on the right track. Come to the New England Patriots. And now it's come to the Kansas City Chiefs. Le'Veon Bell, obviously, that's what I'm talking about, signing with Kansas City. Um, first off, I think it's a brilliant signing for both sides. I'll get to all that in just a second. Uh, But I want to say, I think the larger, more unique 
storyline here that it's the storyline that not a lot of people are talking about. And listen, that's why you come to me, right? This is the first real test to see if Kansas City can become like New England. This is it. You have been given the first test, right? Okay, so obviously, if any team wants to be like the next New England Patriots, what do you got to first do? Well, first you got to win, right? Kansas City did that. They won. They won a Super Bowl. Okay, great. Great. You got a Super Bowl. Well, how, what else do you need like to be like New England over the past, you know, New England's been the past 20 years? Well, you need an elite all-time great head coach. You got that, Andy Reid. Elite all-time great. What else do you need? Well, you need a guy at quarterback who's going to buy into the system and could be uh, arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. All right, you got that. So you got the quarterback, you got the coach, and you got the win. And it seems like the Hunt family, you have really good structure, like the Kraft family. And it seems like you have you know a winning culture that you're building. Also, I think it helps that, uh, incidentally, that, you know, you're in a, a part of the country that's not very glamorous, like up there northeast in Boston, out there, and you're not even really in Boston. You're you know out there in Foxborough, like 50 miles away from Boston. Not exactly glamorous. Hey, Kansas City, heart of America, great American city, but it's not glamorous. It's not Chicago. It's not L.A. It's not New York. It's not Miami. It's not glamorous. I think there's something to that. The the uh, air around it. But anyways, Kansas City has all the makings, right? We've been talking about it. They, they're on the road now to becoming the next New England. Well, here's the first major test because New England passed these tests so many times. And they passed them with flying colors. Think of all of the names that went to New England over the past 20 years for this re- New England Patriots rehab service that now Le'Veon Bell is trying the Kansas City rehab ser- service. It's new. It's not a guaranteed win like New England. But we got to try it out, right? Got to say the New England, uh, the New England facility is now very old, well respected. But you know, it's lost a step. The Kansas City rehab facility looks shiny and new, very exciting. The place for the for the NFL star that needs a rehabilitation. So it's a big test because I mean, look, look, I mean, New England obviously Randy Moss comes to mind, and they hit a home run with Randy Moss, and I and I certainly think that Le'Veon Bell. He's he's a possible he's in that kind of Randy Moss mode right now. Randy Moss wasn't a guaranteed lock all time great Hall of Famer until he went to New England. One that those last couple of years in New England, that sixteen and zero, the the numbers he put up with Tom, that got him the mortal lock Hall of Fame. You're now up there with Jerry Rice. I don't think anyone really debates that Jerry. Randy, maybe Calvin Johnson, top three wide receivers of all time. He needed that New England boost to get to that level, to rehabilitate that image. To like, no, 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 okay, this is a guy that's still got left in the tank. He can do it. And Le'Veon was a guy who was all but on his way to a Hall of Fame career, and I don't think it is there anymore. If Le'Veon Bell were to retire tomorrow, I wouldn't vote Le'Veon Bell into the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Very Good. But Le'Veon Bell has a chance here, still a lot left on those legs. Remember, he sat out here, and then he's only played in 15 games with the Jets in a season and a half. I mean, this guy's got a I think there's still a lot left to take. You've seen what some older running backs have been doing. But there's also, on the flip side, for every Randy Moss that New England brought in, 
They brought in an Albert Hainsworth or a Chad Ochocinco or an Antonio Brown. The guys that were like, hey, we're willing to take you into the rehab facility, but if you don't work and you don't follow the rehab facility rules, wash our hands of you. We're done. And Kansas City has to be prepared for that. Kansas City doesn't have to make this work with Le'Veon Bell. They, they don't need Le'Veon Bell. We know they don't need Le'Veon Bell. Well, what's been like the talk of the league this year in the rookies? Joe Burrow, amazing. Uh, 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 Justin Herbert, brilliant. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire, how the heck do we let KC get Clyde Edwards-Alaire? So Kansas City doesn't need him. So they also have to be willing. This is the test, right? I'm saying, can they pass this test? They have to be willing to say, you know what? It's not working. Wash our hands. Move on. Get out of town within two or three weeks. Now, I do think it will work. So let's actually look at what it's going to work. Kansas City uh, needs some help rushing the ball. They are, they are not a, uh, a top 10 rushing team in the NFL right now. Kansas City uh, only averaging um, a little over 100 yards a game, which is not, which is not terrible. So it's not terrible. But I mean, they're, they're 13th in rushing. They're, they're not garbage. 119 yards a game. Now, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, as great as he's been, is only averaging like 69 yards a game. Mahomes currently is the second leading rusher for Kansas City at 25 yards a game. Now, I love Mahomes rushing 25 yards a game. I want those yards. But I don't want that being your second leading rusher on a Kansas City team. Kansas City knows they've been through these playoffs, these deep playoff runs the last two years in the Super Bowl last year. You need to be able to run the ball effectively in January. And let's be honest, the way the season's going with the tests and now the kind of second wave of COVID, flu season coming in, that's going to throw a wrench into a lot of this. I'm not so sure that these games that are scheduled for week 17, January 3rd, might not be later into January or into February. The NFL might have to take a, a break, a pause, a hiatus to let their teams get healthy. I think it's a smart thing to do. And we can still play football late into January and February. So the weather is going to become a factor. And having Le'Veon Bell, a guy who ran in bad weather in Pittsburgh, that's an asset. It's an asset because you do not want Patrick Mahomes being your second leading rusher. Ideally, in Kansas City, you want Clyde Edwards Alaire rushing for about 70 yards a game and Le'Veon Bell rushing for about 70 yards a game, and each one of them kept catching four or five balls a game with 30, 40, 50 yards rushing a game, and each one getting a touchdown. Especially now with uh, Sammy Watkins' hamstring injury. I mean, there's going to be touches available, and Le'Veon can plug and play. I fully expect Le'Veon to be a part of this offense and have a package already for the Buffalo game Monday. Here's the other thing. They're in a really good part of their schedule right now to bring in Le'Veon Bell. If you want to get the running game going, you have Buffalo, Denver, that seem like on paper at the beginning of the year, right? In our heads, like, those are great defenses. No, neither of them in the top 10 against the rush. Then they have New York, Carolina, and Vegas. Neither of them are even in the top 13, 14 against the rush. So you have defenses right now that are struggling against the rush. They're not top 10 defenses against the rush in the NFL over the next five weeks, including the bye week in there. Obviously, Le'Veon's going to want to show up and show out against his former team in the Jets. But this really works to Kansas City's advantage. Hey, over the next five weeks and bye week included, can we get the run game going? Can we be a team that now increases our rushing like 130, 140, 150 yards rushing a game? Can we take a little bit of the pressure off Patrick Mahomes? Patrick doesn't have to prove anything. But you're going to need Patrick later into the year when you have that week, uh, week 12 at Tampa Bay. 
You're going to need him when you have week 15 at New Orleans. You're going to need him to clean up uh, against the year and, uh, and, 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 and be on point to try to win that number one seed in some of those games that right now look like garbage games, Miami, Atlanta, and, and Chargers late in the year. But you're going to want Patrick Mahomes in case you have to get in a shootout to have be fresh, be ready to go. And you don't want Patrick Mahomes beating your second-leading rusher anymore. You want those 25 yards. Don't get me wrong. You want the 25 yards. You just don't want that being the second-leading rusher. So the rich get richer. I love Le'Veon to Kansas City. I think it's smart for him. I think it's smart for Kansas City. And here, listen, here's the type of thing where if he really balls out, he looks great, and he likes it in Kansas City, he's got his money now. He's going to maybe be offered more money, but he's already seen where the grass isn't greener. Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, I think both are those guys right now are looking back at themselves saying, man, I had it so good in, in Pittsburgh. Why did I ever leave? Why did I ever leave? So maybe if Le'Veon can find himself a home here, he's getting paid $6 million from the Jets already for the rest of the season. He's made his big money. Maybe you can take a, a Sammy Watkins, a lesser deal, stay with Kansas City for another two, three years. How great would it be to keep Clyde Edwards or Lair fresh and having Le'Veon Bell? Having a two-headed monster. We see it's working in Cleveland. Indy wanted to do it, and then they, they lost Marlon Mack. It is not a bad thing in the NFL right now. Great for both of them. Great for Kansas City. Congrats to Kansas City. <laughs> it sucks, man. The rich get richer. Good for them. We'll see how it pans out. Can't wait to watch the game on Monday. That's Hespin headline number one. You're listening on the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. I am Mark Hespin. Follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin. It's simple. M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Talk sports with me all you want. I have a lot of fun. Twitter is going to be fun this weekend. All right, let's move on. Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Okay, okay. I'm going to ask us all to stop something. Just stop. And you know, we don't have to stop forever. Not at all. I'm asking us to all take a pause, a stop, a truce. Let's all wave a white flag. Let's stop talking LeBron versus MJ. Can we stop? Can we stop? It just needs to stop. And it just goes to show you there's a lot of that there's a lot of lazy sports talk out there. Now, for granted, I only have an hour to to fill each week, so I can I can there's so much for me to talk about. But I think it's important for you all to know that I'm going to stop comparing LeBron and MJ until the day that LeBron makes his second decision. When he goes back to Miami, when he goes back to South Beach to retire. Then at, at that point in time, when LeBron retires, I let's open the phone lines, let's throw haymakers, and let's let's have the LeBron stands versus the MJ stands. Right now, LeBron is the second greatest basketball player of all time. It's not even close to who's number three, in my opinion. It's not close. And LeBron is the second greatest basketball player of all time. Period. Stop. End sentence. Michael's one. LeBron is two. Let's be honest about LeBron. Let, we have to be honest about LeBron. This dude just won the NBA championship, NBA finals in year 17. And he looked like the best player in a bubble filled with the elite of the elite. Giannis was in this bubble. Kawhi was in this bubble. Anthony Davis in this bubble. James Harden in the bubble. Russell Westbrook in the bubble. 
Jason Tatum, the young stars in the bubble. Luca, Dame Dollar. Joker. Jokovic, the Joker. The best of the best in the world, besides Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, which we all, I still would agree that LeBron, on paper, better than Steph and, and Durant. They were all in this bubble. And LeBron comes out of the bubble on top. In year 17, when he's already blown by MJ with all the statistical stuff. And again, I'm not making the debate. What I'm saying is, let's stop the debate because we don't know. It's stupid right now to go on record to say LeBron's the greatest player of all time. Or it's stupid to go on record right now and say LeBron will never be better than MJ. I'm done trying to figure out what LeBron James is going to be. The man is a freak. He's an alien. He's like something we've never seen before. How is he doing this? And what's he going to look like next year? And the year after? I mean, this guy could legitimately play and be the best player in the league next year and maybe even the year after that. I, you follow him on Instagram. He's already back in the gym working on his body. It's insane. So let's just stop. Can we just stop? I'll stop. I'll never compare LeBron and MJ. I'll never have the debate again. You know where I stand. LeBron is the second greatest player of all time right now. I will pick up the debate of who's the greatest player of all time again when LeBron James makes his second announcement, his second decision, and retires. Until then, I'm done arguing it. I'm done. I'll let you know when I no longer think LeBron is the best player in the league, for sure. But that could be three years from now. And LeBron could easily say, I don't think he has any shame in saying, oh, no, no, you know what? I'm going to now be a guy who averages 18 and 14. 18 points a game, 14 assists. And I'm just going to be the best version of giant Rondo or or Jason Kidd for three or four years on a Lakers team. I'll take less money even. Pay Anthony Davis, let's bring in another guy. I think LeBron could do that. I legitimately think he would. And he'd say, I'm going to be the point guard. I'm going to be a point guard. Find us a wing. And then uh, Anthony Davis or another big, Anthony and another big, and I'll be the point guard. And let's just get some shooters and let's just keep having fun. I, I leg- what? Legitimately, he's shown no no signs of saying, I want to retire on top. I don't want to slip. But he doesn't care about his average, his points per average. No one talks about that. You know what Michael Jordan averaged in his career in points per game? We don't talk about that. We talk about championships and we talk about finals MVPs. We talk about regular season MVPs. And we talk about longevity and overall points and stuff like that. LeBron, I, this cat, this dude, I mean, let's just stop comparing him to anyone else. Let's not let's not talk Kawhi and where he ranks all time. Let's not talk James Harden and where he ranks all time. Can we wait till guys retire and have a full story and then compare it to someone else's full story? There you go. That's my promise to you, the listener. I will not compare them anymore. You know where I think they stand right now? That will not change until LeBron's retirement. I will let you know when I no longer think LeBron is the best player in the NBA. Uh, You're listening on the mark on Newstalk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. We're flying through episode 58. Thank you guys so much for tuning in on this uh, Saturday morning, or if you're going to be listening later when it gets up on the podcast, follow On The Mark on Facebook. Search On The Mark KHMO Facebook. It's simple. Stay up to date with the show there. You can ask me questions there. You can talk uh, through the messenger on Facebook there. Or follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. I'll be on the Twitter all day tomorrow. You know it. Talking Bears, watching football, 
giving out my bets and my money lines and all that fun stuff. So I'll uh, get involved in conversation there. When we come back, week six NFL preview. I'll dive in, pick the games, tell you what I think. Also, of course, I'll give you my upset, my lock, and my toss up over the week. You're listening on the Market News Talk 1070 KHMO, brought to you by Cunis Country, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. You've got a type 2 diabetes. You have to carefully monitor your health for the rest of your life. And you have an increased risk of developing cardiovascular disease. Cut, take two, action. You've been diagnosed with a new purpose, to fight for the amazing life you've made for yourself. To look that risk of heart disease square in the face and say, no, not me. You've been given a new opportunity to live. Get started at nodiabetesbyheart.org. KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on Newstalk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. They are the number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. The only ones I trust, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy across the Village Inn. Uh, I say this all the time and it's just so true. If you're even thinking about just looking into a new car, just stop by there. Say hi to the Mr. and Mrs. team. Tell them Mark sent you. So find the general sales manager, Jason Buxman, and say, hey, Mark won't shut up about you guys. I I, I got to come in here and see what it's all about. Uh, find my guy, Larry Diesel. They're amazing over there. They'll treat you like family. And uh, since I've been part of the family, it's just been an amazing decision. Faith, family, giving back. They live and breathe at CunisQuincy.com, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. All right. Let's do it. Week six in the NFL preview. Let's go through game by game. I will give you my upset lock and toss up as we go. I had a good week with that last week. Upset, I had the Giants plus eight and a half. They covered that. Lock, I had Houston over the Jags. That was easy to see. And then toss up Cleveland Indy. I leaned Indy. Uh, Cleveland balled out. Cleveland looks great right now. They really do. And they that's going to be a fun, fun game. We'll get into it in just a second. All right, let's start with uh, a game that it sounds weird to even say that it's happening. Titans host the Texans. Yeah, the Titans play tomorrow. It feels like just yesterday, literally, we were watching them play on Tuesday night. Well, they have the quick turnaround, and they're on Sunday hosting te- the Texans. Now, here's the thing. They didn't have to travel for this, so they were home. They've been home, so I'm not really worried about that. But there's guys who are beat up sore. Lawan had a kind of a shoulder tweaking. He went back into the game during uh, during that game on Tuesday against the Bills. An emotional win for them. How do they handle it? And the Texans also coming off an emotional win. First win of the season, no Bill O'Brien. I think this game is going to be slow-paced, a slog early on, and I think that favors the Titans later on because I think the Titans win this game. Uh, They're given three and a half points. I don't know if I would. I I think I might take the Texans minus, you know, plus three and a half because I think this is a field goal game, but I like the Titans. They just have way more talent than the Texans right now, and they're playing much better football. Uh, If the Texans win, kudos to them because uh, then then really Bill Bryan and the Texans, they should have fired him weeks ago because if they can pull out two wins in a row here and beat a Titans team that is a way better team than them, uh, then there was something really wrong with Bill O'Brien. Uh, Bengals, Colts, don't overthink this one. I, I think the Colts are the better team. Phillip Rivers was bad last week. I think they rein Phillip back in. He's kind of Jekyll and Hyde, good Phillip, bad Phillip. Their defense is legit. The Bengals' offensive line is so bad. Joe Burrow's getting the snot knocked out of him. I know a lot of people are really high on Justin Herbert. I am one of them. I am on the Herbert train. Joe Burrow's very, very good. He's playing great football for everything that he's got going on. A.J. Green seems to have quit in the team. Not a great look for him. 
a guy that is well-respected in the league. Uh, take the Colts. I wouldn't be shocked if the Bengals covered the 7.5, though. I could see that game being a touchdown game, a six-point game, something like that. Uh, take the Colts, though. Falcons-Vikings, this is my upset of the week. Atlanta's getting four. Uh, I think Atlanta either wins or is within a field goal. I am, I know it's insane to bet Atlanta. Atlanta is so frustrating, 0-5. But again, what happens? I predicted it week one, right? I predicted it with the fact that Washington would upset uh, Philadelphia. There's emotion. you got to take some emotion into this. Football is an emotional game. Emotions run high in football. The Vikings are coming off of a deflating, devastating Sunday night loss where they dominated that game. They now are without Dalvin Cook. They're home. The Falcons are riled up. No one believes in them. They just had to fire their coach. They have all of that emotion, that momentum. I think they easily cover the four. I think it's a field goal or less game. I actually will take Atlanta to win the game outright, but that's the upset. Take Atlanta the points there. Vikings just, I mean, what can you say? The only thing that they got going for them is this is a noon game, and Kirk Cousins, no one's going to be watching it. I mean, honestly. So he might not collapse and might play really well. Uh, But uh, Julio Jones, I think, back. They're going to have their full assort of weapons. The Falcons be motivated. And uh, the Vikings just, man, such a deflating loss. That plays a factor. Broncos, Patriots, this is my lock of the week. Take the Patriots, New England. Uh, I don't know if they cover the nine. I, I would take a money line for sure. I think they win this game. I think they win it probably by a touchdown. Maybe maybe more. Drew Locke, there's rumblings he could be back for this game. Cam's back. That's all you need to know. It's in New England. Take the Patriots. Uh, Giants hosting the football team, Washington. Um, this is garbage. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is garbage. Did the Can the Giants carry over some mojo they found against playing a really bad Dallas defense? I mean, the Giants scored more points in the, against that Dallas team than they scored all season. Uh, can they keep that mojo going? I think they have the better quarterback in this game. That's saying something. So we'll see. Um, if I had to choose, I'll take the Giants because I don't know if Kyle Allen's playing the concussion protocol. Um, and then, and, and it, I mean, this is just one of those games where it's like, if you're on red zone, you're like, this game's happening. Oh, good Lord. I don't care at all who wins that game. Uh, I'll lean towards the Giants getting their first win of the season, though. Ravens, Eagles, don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. The Ravens have shown you a blueprint. And I love the Eagles. You know I'm high on the Eagles. And I still think the Eagles might lose will lose this game and probably will win the NFC East. Because they got their schedule really opens up after this. Don't overthink it. When the Ravens play inferior teams, the Browns, the Bengals, the Eagles, they stomp them. They stomp them. When they play the Kansas City Chiefs, they stink. When they play bad teams, they stomp them. I expect that to happen. Take the Ravens. Uh don't know if they cover the nine and a half. That's a lot for a good quarterback in Wentz, quarterback I like. But uh, take the Ravens. Brown Steelers, uh, this is one of the two best games of the weekend. There are two uh, premier games. This is one of them. Can't wait to watch. We're going to learn a lot about both of these teams. The Browns have played well and beaten up on teams except for the Ravens. So they're showing you, showing you who they are, right? Running the football extremely well. Uh, getting their playmakers in the space and hoping that that Baker doesn't blow it. The Steelers have beat up on bad teams 4-0. You got it. You can only play who's on your schedule. So this is the first team, in my opinion, that we're going to get a judgment of now where do the Steelers fall 
in this hierarchy in the AFC. I kind of know where the Browns are. They're not Kansas City. They're not Baltimore. But I think they're better than everyone else there in the AFC. So are they better than Pittsburgh? And where is Pittsburgh rank? I don't think they're Kansas City or Baltimore because I haven't seen them play those elite teams yet. But I also haven't seen them play a really good team like the Cleveland Browns. Can't wait for this. I'm going to take the Steelers. I think this could be a field goal game, though, or less. So you've, you're looking for value. Uh, the uh, Pittsburgh is uh, giving up three and a half points. So you got plus three and a half for the Browns. I might take that. But I'll, if you're just looking for money line, I like the Steelers to win that game. Jags and Lions. Another one of those where you're like, oh, this is happening. Oh, man, this is brutal. But I do think this is a time where the Lions can really change their season. I was talking about this on my, uh, on my other show that I do. Uh, on Mondays is a recap show. And it's really interesting because the Lions are one of those teams that we think of them as hot garbage, and rightfully so, because they have not been good. Matt Patricia's been awful. I've called for his head multiple times. But, and it's a but, I still think Matt Patricia's going to get fired by the, by the, you know, he might make the season because, listen to this, Lions have the Jags, and then the Falcons, two in a row, back-to-back. Back. The Lions could easily, I think, win both those games. I think they're the better team, and I'm going to take the Lions to beat the Jags. Better quarterback in both games. I think they have uh, just as good of offensive talent as Atlanta, and I think their defense is better than Atlanta's. That's not saying much, but Atlanta's that bad. Jaguars are now fully into the full Jaguars mode. They're kind of comical at this point. If you've actually watched any some of their highlights, they, they really have fallen apart a little bit. Menchu's a nice piece, but again, he's what we think he is. He's just a younger version of Ryan Fitzpatrick. He'll stick in the league. He'll be that guy that bounces around, plays for 10 teams. That's going to be a great career for him. But the Lions could easily, in two weeks from now, be 3-3. Three and three. And then all of a sudden, they have a Colts team that I think is very beatable for a Lions team. And then after that, Vikings-Washington I mean, this is a Lions team that could really, this is their chance to turn around the season. So we're going to learn something about the Lions. I like the Lions. I had them winning seven, eight games this year. So I think this is where they turn it around. I'll take the Lions to beat the Jags. I know it's a lot of time spent on Lions-Jags, but I wanted to lay out my thinking. This is where the Lions could turn around. And in four or five weeks from now, all of a sudden we could be talking about the Lions as a winning team. And mark this day here on October 17th. I told you the schedule just lightens up for the Lions. And these are some winnable games. Uh, Bears Panthers. Uh, this is one of the sneaky good games of the, uh, the besides Browns Steelers, Bucks uh, Packers, uh, and uh, Chiefs Bills. This is the other game that you're like, oh, this is a sneaky good game. Now Bears find themselves a four one. Panthers find themselves a three and two. Panthers have kind of done what I think the Je the Lions are about to do. Panthers were zero and two. You kind of write them off. McCaffrey gets hurt. Well, they've reeled off three really quality wins and now put themselves tied for top of the NFC South. So they got a lot to play for. But here's where I think the pressure now starts to mount. What happens now when you kind of are favored? I mean, they are the favorite. They're giving the Bears a point and a half. I like the Bears to win this game. I would take the Bears plus one and a half. I would take the Bears money line. I, I think the Bears have uh, the best unit in this game is the Bears defense by far. A young Panthers offensive line. I think they can get to Bridgewater. I think the Bears are playing with some swagger. They're coming in well rested. So uh, they have. The last time we saw them was that last Thursday night game. I think Bears playing at noon. Nick Foles, uh, plenty of time to put his fingers on the off offense. Uh, kind of like almost like a mini bye week. Love the Bears in this spot to beat up on the Panthers. I love Teddy Bridgewater. I think it's close. 
Uh, but I think the Bears maybe then pull away late. I think, you know, sometime at half, you're looking, looking at, you know, 13 all, 17, 13. Bears pull away. Make it a little bit more like, oh, you look at the score, but you think, oh, the Bears want really dominate the game. I think the Bears maybe tack on a late touchdown or two. Uh, 27-17, Could be a good game. I, I can't wait to watch it. Uh, Jets, Dolphins, don't waste your time. Dolphins are are, are the better team. Who knows, though, with Fitzmagic, but this is one of those where the Dolphins, I think, if they lose this game, then we're done with the Dolphins for the rest of the year. If they win this game, they're 3-3, three and three, and now you got you keep them in the hunt. Packers, Bucks, oh, this is juicy. I've been looking forward to this game. If you follow me on Twitter, at Mark Hespin, I was, I've been looking forward to this game since the Bears beat the Bucks. As soon as the Bears beat the Bucks, and I looked, I was like, who do the Bucks play next? Because that team's screwed. Because you got an angry Tom Brady. They just were embarrassed on national TV. Embarrassed in the sense that they were a heavy favorite. They were rolling. And, uh, you know, all the experts picked them to uh, to beat the Bears, beat them handily. And I was like, oh, thank the football gods. They get the Packers next. Packers are rolling. Coming off a of bye week. Extra time to prepare. Bucks have extra time to prepare because they played that Thursday. I think this is going to be a little bit of a chess match early. I think... The Green Bay is going to try to establish the run. The Bucks have the best run defense in the NFL right now. That's going to be the matchup to watch for. The Packers are more explosive than the Bucks right now, but the Bucks have had extra time to get healthy. I love the Bucks in this spot. This is in Tampa. They are uh, underdogs to uh, Green Bay. Green Bay, I think, goes down to Tampa. It's going to be 88 degrees, hot, humid. I, I love everything about Tampa in this spot to redeem themselves. That's the Fox like game of the week. Cannot wait. That is going to be must watch football. I hope. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to put up points. I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be an all time fun game to watch. But I like the Bucks. I'll take the Bucks. Uh, something like twenty seven twenty four. Real close. Uh, entertaining game. Rams and uh, Niners Sunday night football should be a really good game. Where's Jimmy G's ankle at? If Jimmy G magically went from 80% healthy to 100% healthy, I like the Niners a lot. But I don't know where Jimmy G's ankle's at, and he was embarrassing last week. And this could be embarrassing for the Niners. as Like I said three weeks ago, as soon as they lost Bosa and Thomas, I took them out of my Super Bowl bubble. They are no longer a Super Bowl team. But I, they still have enough talent and a good enough coach to be a playoff team. That could all change if they lose to the Rams here. I think they will. I like the Rams. The Rams' offense is moving the ball. They are running the ball. Henderson's uh, been great. Cooper Cup's been fantastic. Robert Woods. Love the Rams' offense. I'll take the Rams because I just have no idea what Jimmy G's health like. I'll even swallow the points. I, I They're minus three. I think they win maybe by seven or more. I really like the Rams on Sunday night football just because I have no idea what Jimmy G's ankle's like. That is concerning. Finally, Monday night, doubleheader, Chiefs-Bills. Love the Chiefs in a bounce-back spot. Tough spot for the Bills. They had no idea who they were playing. This was supposed to be Thursday night. They're now in travel nightmare. They had to go to Tennessee, go back, and now they go to Kansas City on a Monday. Uh, I think it's a lot for a young team. Very good team. Doesn't mean Buffalo's not a very good team, and I still think Buffalo wins that division, and I still think Buffalo could make some noise in the playoffs. But they're growing. They're young. And an angry Kansas City team coming off an embarrassing loss to to the to the uh, the Vegas Raiders. I just got to start just saying Raiders. Say myself the embarrassment. Uh, that's a tough spot to be in. Really tough spot. Love you get Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Love Josh Allen. He's had a great season. Bad game on Tuesday night. 
But I think he redeems himself a little bit closer. I, I minus five and a half. I think this could be uh, just about there. It, it's tough. I, I would uh, money line take the Chiefs. I, uh, the points I'm not sure with this game. I, I do like the over 57 and a half. I think there's a lot of points in this game. The Bills defense has playmakers, but they're not a, a, an elite defense right now. And Kansas City, we've seen what they did to Derek Carr. They're susceptible to the deep ball, and Josh Allen can throw the deep ball. All right, finally, uh, Cowboys Cardinals. This is a huge are they for real game. This is the are they for real game. Uh, of the year. Oh, I meant to say toss up, by the way, Green Bay, Tampa. I'll lean Tampa, but it, it, if it goes either way, doesn't matter. You know, you could totally see that going either way. But this is a gut check prove it time. Everyone was uh, Cardinals where everyone's sleeper pick, right? Cardinals, 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 all the Cardinals love. All right. You have arguably the worst defense in the league of the Cowboys, right up there with Atlanta. Cowboys, no Dak. How do they respond emotionally? Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that Andy Dalton is as good as Dak. He's not. Andy Dalton five years ago in his total like prime, I think could certainly do the numbers that Dak does. I think they're very comparable. Dak's more mobile. I think Dak's got a stronger arm. I like Dak's IQ and leadership way more than Andy Dalton. I would never sign Andy Dalton to a big contract. I get why he got his money and he got his, his second contract in, in Cincy. They were winning and he, he had a nice career. I think Andy Dalton and the Cowboys, um, this is their gut check time too. They could. This is a winnable game for either team. I'll take Arizona because I think they have the better quarterback. I think they have the better coach, and I think they have the better offense. And I know Dallas' offense is prolific, but I love what uh, Hopkins and, and and Murray are doing. This is gonna be a fun one to watch. I think it's gonna be a fun game. A lot of points. All right, there's your Week Six NFL preview. A lot of fun. A couple good games. Couple stinkers. If you got the red zone, there's gonna be a couple games to pop up. You're like, oh my god. Jaguars in Detroit are playing. <laughs> Who would have known? Uh, thank you, Red Zone, for keeping me up to date on that. All right, uh, we got to take a break. When we come back, uh, I we will uh, dive into uh, Nick Saban and in uh, Alabama really quickly, and then we will, uh, of course, uh, wrap the show up with what we're watching for MLB talk and a little NASCAR as well. You're listening on to Mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Country 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. You've got a lot. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. And the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. Every two minutes, a child becomes a victim of sex trafficking in the U.S. It's happening right now. Don't turn off the radio or change the channel. Don't cover your kids' ears, no matter how much you want to ignore it. Child trafficking is real. In fact, it's happening in your town. And you know what our greatest weapon against child trafficking is? It's our children. It's time to act with PACT. That's Partners Against Child Trafficking. PACT works to teach students how to identify the warning signs of child trafficking so they can help other vulnerable kids around them. PACT student ambassadors receive in-depth training on the issue and design a project to raise awareness, reduce victimization, and disrupt demand. Visit PACT.city to start donating today. That's P-A-C-T C-I-T-Y. And for as little as $5 a month, you can help end child exploitation. Paid for by Bar Justice. Again, at 11 a.m. today and continues until 6 p.m. this evening. Sunshine mixed with clouds at times today with a high of 72. South winds 20 to 25 miles per hour. Partly cloudy skies tonight. Lows level off around 45. High of 51 tomorrow. Chance for scattered showers. Right now, 54. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. On the Mark brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. 
Over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. If you're in the market for a vehicle, you have to go check out Cunis Country at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, across from the Village Inn. Tell them Mark sent you Faith Family Giving Back. That's, that's Cunis Country. Their used inventory is incredible. That's what I found, used inventory. Uh, you think Honda, Hyundai, well, of course, they got all the new Hondas and Hyundais. Those Palisades are gorgeous, but... The used inventory is incredible. The Cunis network of dealers, they can find you anything you want. CunisQuincy.com. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, I don't want to spend too much time on this because we're getting word now this morning. So Nick Saban, uh, the head coach of Alabama, he tests positive on Wednesday for COVID-19. Well, what does that mean? Well, in the NCAA then, you have to have three consecutive negative tests in a row all of them with spaced out over 24 hours. So if you pass positive at noon on Wednesday, you could test again at 1 o'clock on Thursday, and then like 2 o'clock on Friday, and then like 3 o'clock on Saturday. You know what I mean? You see the scheduling it out like that. Well, he tested positive on Wednesday. Thursday's test was negative. Friday's test was negative, and so they're waiting the results on today's test. So if it's negative, that's three negative tests in a row, all spaced out over 24 hours. That then counts Wednesdays a false positive, which I can most likely imagine it probably would be at this point in time, especially if he's getting these negative tests. And Nick Saban is a guy, I'm sure, who's been locking himself in a bubble, just being with his football team, his players, where they are taking extreme precautions at Alabama because they don't want anything to derail what could be a championship season for them. I will say this, though. It's interesting. It's number two Alabama plays number three Georgia tonight. If Saban coaches and they lose... Alabama's still going to be okay. They have enough big opponents left on their schedule. They'll play angry. He'll he'll rip them to shreds. And if Alabama then goes undefeated the rest of the year, you could say, okay, Alabama's still one of the top four teams in the country, especially if Georgia goes undefeated the rest of the year as well. Now, if Saban coaches, doesn't coach and they lose, that's a total win for Alabama because then they can argue, oh, well, they didn't have Saban. If they have Saban, they're undefeated. They probably beat Georgia, especially if it's close. So that's the same, in fact. So they'll be fine the rest of the year as long as they go undefeated and they only have one loss. And if they win, it allows them to have one slip up as well. Because if they beat number three, Georgia, who's, we all say, I mean, right now, Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, they're a head and shoulders above everyone else in college football. So if they win, it allows them to also have a slip up. Later in the year, because then they still have the resume wins. So either way, I think Alabama's fine. As long as Alabama doesn't have two losses, they're in this thing. Uh, I think they win tonight. I I, I think Saban coaches. I think you're going to get word that he's going to have a negative, another negative test in the next couple hours. And uh, Saban coaches tonight. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to watch. That is the college football game to watch tonight. Speaking of which, last quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show next. It's on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO. You've got a lot of Hannibal. Hi, this is Mike Kelly, voice of the Missouri Tigers. Join us every week for Tiger football right here. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. Well, welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Country, Honda Hyundai, and their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Country, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. Find the general sales manager and be like, hey, Mark, send me. Jason Buxman, let's make a deal. I want to join the family like Mark did. All right, uh, as we wrap up the show here in the last couple minutes, 
what we're watching for, obviously, baseball today, two massive games. Game seven for Astros and Rays. The Rays have just pooped the bed the last three uh, three days. Uh, the Astros are trying to complete the all-time villain story. Uh, everyone who's anyone who loves baseball, and, and, I, and I do love baseball, I hate the Astros. I want to see the Astros lose so bad. But I do love Dusty Baker. And if the Astros do this and they complete and get back to the World Series, man, what a, what a storyline for baseball and how they'll have to handle it. It's, it's going to be something to watch for tonight. I'll be watching 7.30 Game 7 uh, Astros and Rays. Uh, game 6, can the Dodgers force a Game 7? That's at 3.30 today. Uh, the Dodgers, to their credit, they haven't given up, but the Dodgers, I mean, the bullpen has been rough. Starting pitching hasn't been great. And the, the bats, they can explode for like 11 runs in an inning, but you kind of got to spread that out sometimes. <laughs> got to score some runs in other innings too, Dodgers. Uh, if they win, if the Dodgers win today, game seven, seven fifteen tomorrow. So it'll be right after Tampa and, uh, and Green Bay on Fox. And then finally, college football, obviously the only game really worth watching tonight. Georgia-Bama, two versus three, seven o'clock. Uh, otherwise, the rest of the schedule is kind of, it's okay. It'll be fun games, entertaining to keep you, you know, I, I, you know, keep you busy on a college football Saturday, some SEC action as well. And then finally, tomorrow, 1.30, I'll have it on my second screen as I'm watching the Bears on the main screen. NASCAR is at Kansas. This is the start of the top four, so there's only four races left. NASCAR playoffs so exciting. There's eight drivers trying to make four final spots for the final race. Obviously, Harvick, Keslowski, Hamlin, and Elliott, they've been the four best drivers all year. They've been great. But can someone like Logano, Truex Jr., Bowman, Kurt Busch, the other four guys still in this, can they steal this win at Kansas and then lock in a spot? Because if you win a race, you lock in that spot for that final, final race. Um, it's going to be so much fun to watch. Who's going to be on the outside looking in? I love Keslowski this weekend. I, I He's my guy. He runs well at Kansas. He's won there before. Uh, I might even put a little money on Keslowski tomorrow. My guy. Let's go. In the number two Ford. Uh, I can't wait. The NASCAR playoffs, it's been fun. I, I, I'm so glad the NASCAR switched it up to this playoff format. I think it's a total win for them. And and NASCAR is, has had me since they were the first thing to restart the pandemic, and I haven't really missed a race since. And, uh, and again, I'll be talking about it on Twitter tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. If you like this show, follow the show on Facebook as well. Just search on the Mark K-H-M-O. If you missed any of the show, follow it on, on iTunes. So your Apple uh, iTunes account. We have the podcast will be up in about an hour. I'll share it on the On the Mark Facebook page and on Twitter as well. You can find it there. This is On the Mark on News Talk 1070 K-H-M-O. Thank you all so much for